You're listening to The Preppy Podcast. I'm your host, Patricia May Marish, and I'll be interviewing the brands, businesses, and influencers who are keeping the modern preppy lifestyle alive. Each Tuesday, I'll bring you a new episode, but if you're craving more preppy, then shop the merch at thepreppypodcast.com and follow at The Preppy Podcast on social media. If you love color and pattern, you're going to love today's episode as much as me. It's with Jen of Pencil and Paper Co. I can't even remember how long ago I started following her, but she's one of my favorite OG bloggers and her feed is full of inspiration. We talk all about how she started and how her business has changed and evolved over the years. But first, let's talk wine. You know I love trying new wines and learning all about wine. And WTSO, or Wine Still Sold Out, is my go-to. They're a pioneer of the flash sale wine marketplace and just celebrated their 15-year anniversary, so you know that they're a good source to get wine from. They have high-quality wines with prices 30 to 70% off retail and deliver right to your door. It's super convenient. I personally have shopped them for years and always find something amazing. Plus, I love their fun virtual tastings and suggested pairings. There's something for everyone, whether you're just starting out in your wine journey or you nerd out on it like I do. Now's time to stock up before the holidays and entertaining. You can also find a great gift for everyone. There's no membership fees or subscriptions, just access to a variety of wine rotating daily. If you use code PREPPY at checkout, you'll get $10 off your first purchase of $50 or more, plus free shipping. Head to WTSO.com to start your wine journey with me and wine still sold out. So remember, use code PREPPY at checkout at WTSO.com. All right. So why don't you let everyone know who you are, where you live, and what you do? Hi, Patricia. And this is Jen Soar. And I am the founder of Pencil and Paper Co. We are based out of Nashville, Tennessee. Um, And we are a female-owned business, obviously, media company. Um, It's really our mission to bring joy, fun, color um, to women's everyday lives. So whether that's through our daily um, curated finds to make shopping easier or P&P Creative Club, which are event-based learnings and connector of female-owned businesses and entrepreneurs. Um, or just our daily Instagram. So it's really our intention every day to connect with women and um, spread joy. I love that. And you're a girl after my own heart. You guys always (laughs) find like the most colorful, like pretty beautiful things. So I love Uh, following along. (laughs) Oh, well, you know, the feeling is mutual. um, And I think that, you know, women who love color and pattern and and to be surrounded by happy things, we find one another for sure. Definitely. (laughs) So now tell me a little bit about growing up. Were you always like entrepreneurial or into style and design or was this something later in life? Oh, you know, I I think I came out of the womb a creative. I always say I think that's so genetic. My mom is is, um, incredibly creative. Um, I've always loved fashion. I've always loved decorating. I've always loved beautiful things. Um, And I've certainly always had a very strong opinion. So I think the combination um, of those things certainly, you know, were were 
really great skills in terms of, you know, ultimately opening a business and um, just doing something creative every day. I sort of always imagined that I would end up in a creative field, Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm certainly an interesting mix. I love business as well. And um, I really love communicating with people. And I, I think that for me has really sort of set me apart in corporate America and a lot of the things that I've tackled because creatives quite often, um, you know, are really focused only on um, those sort of creative things. And I definitely like the mix of business and operations and communication as well. Oh, that is really interesting. Because yeah, I agree. I think most creatives, you know, they're a little bit quieter, they're more introverts, or yeah, they're more focused on their craft. And, you know, the the numbers, that sort of thing, doesn't exactly uh, strike their fancy. (laughs) No, true. (laughs) So tell me a little bit about then when it came time for college. Did you go to college? And if so, where and what did you study? And how did you decide to do that? You know, I will say, I feel like I had um, a really interesting experience. I went to art school, initially a small art art school called Maryland Institute College of Art in Baltimore. Um, I had a scholarship there and um, really that sort of process, you know, I had a scholarship at Parsons and, um, Rhode Island school of design. And, um, I chose this school, you know, a big part of it was on having, um, you know, the most funds available as well. And I think what I found when I got to art school is sort of exactly what I just touched on is that I am a hybrid of things. And for me, arriving in, in art school, um, that felt really sort of over the top didn't feel like the right fit for me. I miss the academic part um, and some of the other things that you get in a liberal arts school. So I did that for a year okay. and then I switched to um, Florida State. So complete opposite yeah. <laughs> world, like huge school and, um, you know, and football and sororities and fraternities. <laughs> and I found, you know, also that wasn't really the right fit for me. You know, I definitely wanted something that was a hybrid of those two things. So mm-hmm. it was a really interesting interesting learning. Um, I was at Florida State for a couple of years and interestingly was home one summer, the summer before my senior year and um, applied for a job at Banana Republic. You know, as I said, I've always loved fashion and retail and, and that was a brand that I was really drawn to at the time and instantly fell in love. I mean, retail was just my thing. I loved everything about it. Um, and, you know, I'm definitely a person who sort of asks, asks questions and takes, you know, takes chances in terms of putting myself out there. And I remember one day while I was working over the summer, the regional visual um, coordinator walked in, in the store and I just sort of watched this person and their job. And, you know, they were based in San Francisco at headquarters and they traveled all over and, um, you know, they, they were working in fashion, but customer experience and store design and sort of this mix of things that, that I was really drawn to. And I think, you know, I never, um, I knew that I'd do something creative. I wanted to do something that had a business side as well. And at the time, I I just feel like we weren't aware of what the job opportunities were. Um, You know, working in corporate America for a gap had never dawned on me. I sort of thought um, if you went to art school, 
you know, you became an artist. Um, So I think it was really interesting. I, I asked this person if, if he would sit down and have coffee with me and he was lovely. Um, and we met the very next day and we talked for, you know, at least an hour and I picked his brain and asked questions and, um, we just really hit it off. And the following day he called me back and said, I want to offer you a job. Oh my gosh. It was amazing. And the job was to be the district visual coordinator, um, for South Florida. And it was just sort of one of those incredibly, um, lucky meetings. Um, and I took that job and it was sort of my dream job from the get-go where I had um, a number of stores within, you know, South Florida and I traveled to them and I, you know, met with the, the um, store teams and managers and merchandised their stores and did their windows and helped them create a really wonderful shopping experience that ultimately Um, really influenced, you know, the sales of product. And I was doing that, you know, at 20 or 19. Um, And I didn't go back to school. I loved the job so much that I just, I made a really hard call. Um, I just loved it and felt like it was an opportunity I needed to pursue. And so, you know, I did that locally uh, for a bit, I think a little over a year, and then was Uh, offered a corporate position in San Francisco. And that really changed my world, changed my life, um, sort of, you know, set me on a a path that I feel so fortunate to um, have, you know, asked that, that right question of the right person at the right time. Yeah. I mean, I think there's so much from that. I always think, you know, finding someone and asking them to coffee, if you want to mm-hmm. do what they do or want to learn even more if that might be a good fit for you. So true. Um, and I think following like your gut and your instincts is so important too. And like taking a chance, my motto in life is like, say yes and figure it out later. I, <laughs> I, couldn't, like- agree. I couldn't agree more. I mean, if it's not scary, it's probably not worth doing. Yes. Um, I think, you know, I think um, it's that leap of faith and, and you have to do things before you're even a hundred percent certain you can can do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, definitely. Okay. So now let's talk a little bit about then, you know, your career then in corporate there. Talk to me about that journey and um, what you did there and how long you were there for and all. Um, I will say, you know, probably one of the most important experiences of my life. Um, I moved to San Francisco, you know, on my own, worked for um, Gap Inc., specifically the Old Navy brand, you know, at 21. Um, so it, I was so sort of quickly dropped into this really big role, but really big opportunity. Um, I was one of, you know, the very first, um, employees with old Navy. We, when I started, there were less than a hundred stores and, um, I think there are several thousand stores at this point. So we were at the very beginning of sort of setting that brand DNA and rolling out that experience, Um, and I learned on the job and I will say, you know, to me, I sort of always describe working at Gap at that time, which I started, I think in 95 and was with them for almost 10 years, but it was the Mickey Drexler years. It was their heyday. And I sort of describe it as, you know, the Harvard MBA 
um, of retail. I learned more than I can ever imagine. It sort of set me up for everything that I've ever done after that. And um, I worked like a crazy person for a really, really long time, but I loved every second of it. I loved the opportunity. I loved the people that I work with. And, um, you know, I learned everything that I know, you know, from that experience, from, um, you know, creatively how to, to drive a project, to communication, to hiring a team, to running a team, to understanding budgets, um, you know, and that ultimately there's business behind every creative decision that we make. So I can't say enough. Um, you know, it was an unbelievable experience and sort of set me um, on a really interesting path. Oh my gosh. No, those were like the heyday of those yeah. brands back in the day. So that's so cool. You were part of that growth and I'm sure it must've been amazing, like watching them take off and um, you've learned so much. I feel like at a company like that too, you learn like structures and systems, which a lot of time, like creatives, we have hard, a hard time with that stuff. So Absolutely. And I, I think, um, you know, that sort of foundation has absolutely been something that I've carried with me in my own business and ev everything that I've ever tackled um, beyond that. I think that um, understanding that part of the business sets you up for, mm -hmm. you know, when you own a small business, you are touching every aspect of that business. So it, you can't just be a creative. It's just um, I think it's not possible anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it's not realistic. So I, I'm incredibly grateful for that experience and, and the experience of living in San Francisco, you know, and being on my own at a young age and living in this incredible city and, you know, meeting a whole new world of people and figuring every one of those things out. It's it's what I want for, you know, my teenage son now, the ability to do something you're incredibly passionate about. But um, learn every day and do those things that feel a little bit scary and a little bit risky. No, definitely. Wow. That's so cool. So now you were there for about 10 years, you said? Is I was. Right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So then when and why did you decide to move on? And like, what was that next step like? You know, I think um, there was an evolution within the gap. You know, Mickey mm -hmm. was leaving. The business was changing. There were challenges there. Um, I will also say I think it's really important um, to have different experiences. And, you know, I spent almost 10 years of the beginning of my career with Gap and just felt like it was time for a change to experience some different things as well. And my next, I mean, I sort of took a leap of faith and I left that position without knowing my next thing. I took, you know, a bit of a pause. Um, simultaneously, sort of, I had my apartment in San Francisco. I'd always loved interiors and on a whim, you know, uh, British L decoration at the time was my absolute favorite shelter magazine. And there was a letter, you know, from the editor that was at the beginning of the magazine each month was, which sort of an open invitation to send in photos, send in photos of, you know, your projects or your home or whatever it was. And I just needed a break from corporate America. Um, 
And I, you know, sort of took that pause moment and I did, I photographed my um, little San Francisco apartment um, on my own and I sent in the photos and I remember waking up to the phone ringing one morning and it was the editor of the magazine. Oh my gosh, the actual editor. The actual editor is crazy. And she's like, you know, I love this and um, we want to feature it. And and that was a really interesting just sort of... um, pivot and gave me um, just something to focus on, you know, during this transition period. So I did that and and sort of simultaneously, I took a position with the body shop um, where uh, their U.S. offices were based in San Francisco as well. And, and a similar sort of role where I touched merchandising and marketing and customer experience and um, and, and it was fun to sort of jump in on a different product range and with new people and um, and to work with, you know, an international company. I think there's always something really interesting about that as well. So that was sort of my quick pivot. Um, and I also learned, you know, I think in hindsight, I would say, I don't know that I would stay 10 years at any one company. I think in terms of a growth opportunity and learning and moving up the corporate ladder, um, sort of moving up every couple of years is the name of the game. And so, you know, after that, I I sort of learned that and and did that. And I went to Oil Lily, which is a really wonderful um, Dutch company at the time. And then um, a former uh, colleague from Gap Brands um, took me over to Victoria's Secret and some really wonderful opportunities there where I was um, at different times VP of Creative Services services and VP of visual merchandising. And um, again, another incredible experience with wonderful teams and, and really learned a ton there. Um, and, and ultimately, it sort of all of those things pushed me into um, interiors and starting my own business, ultimately. Yeah. I mean, first of all, do you still have pictures of that first apartment that you can share? <laughs> oh, goodness. I probably do somewhere. The magazine, I have a stack now. At this point, I try and save all of our publications. Yeah, um, but so that's somewhere. cool. Yeah. <laughs> that magazine exists. But um, it really, it was fun. And it definitely made me realize also the the power of magazines, the power um, of PR. And, um, you know, from there, you know, we've been in a zillion magazines um, after that, because I realized it is so much in your control. Um, It was really fun to, you know, pitch story ideas or pitch our work um, and, and reach out directly to editors. So, so I would say that, you know, was another really interesting learning. It gave me the courage to, um, you know, know that there is nobody who is a greater cheerleader for you, your business, your, your skills than, than you and, and to get out there and to do that. I love that. Okay. So now how did you transition then full time into your own business? Did it start with like your website and blog? And then did you start doing interior design? Like, tell me a little bit about this next chapter. Very very organic. Um, Let me see. I'll backtrack. Um, You know, I think after Victoria's Secret, um, I loved that position. And I was uh, living in Nashville and traveling to New York and Columbus every week. And um, 
you know, really missing my husband who was in Nashville. Um, and it's a really hard life to get on a plane every week for work. Um, and so, um, I also, you know, wanted to have, knew I wanted to have a baby and ultimately, um, did get pregnant. And then I traveled, you know, the first eight months of my pregnancy and finally had to make a decision that I couldn't travel anymore. And so that sort of forced me to walk away from the Victoria's Secret position. Um, and that sort of spun, you know, the next iteration of my career. I had a baby. Um, I knew I still wanted to work and be creative. And so figuring out what did that look like from home. I um, freelanced, you know, for a while for um, big retailers and uh, when my son was small, but ultimately, um, you know, my husband and I, oh, my husband, um, I met him at work at Gap Brands as well. And he was in store design and his background is he studied architecture. And so, you know, when we moved to Nashville, which is where he's from, um, you know, our very first home, we renovated it. And um, that was, you know, our first Domino feature in the very first um, year of Domino magazine. And we continued to do that for ourselves where we would buy a house and renovate it. You know, I, I sold houses on Instagram or my blog, um, people that sort of found our projects. And we sort of continue to do that for ourselves. And literally, you know, one of the homes we did, um, it was a ground, our first sort of ground up construction. And it was a big sort of um, traditional looking white house. And at the time, nobody was painting their houses white, um, which was kind of crazy to think about. And people would knock on our door about that house. And that sort of... Um, propelled us into um, the design world, interiors and architecture. And my husband and I formed Pencil and Paper Co. together, uh, literally because somebody knocked on the door and wanted help with a house. And we did not have a company started. <laughs> we, said, oh, we can do this, but we're going to have to, you know, we need to formally legalize the company. Mm -hmm. And so we sat at our kitchen island. And as he and I often do sort of uh, said you've got five minutes to to brainstorm names and we each made our list and when we were done I think within two minutes we came up with pencil and paper co um you know I can't remember one of us had pencil one of us had paper and we felt like you know pencil and paper um, the two of those together you know a pencil alone or paper alone you know the creative doesn't happen but you bring these sort of two things together and that's where the magic is and so yeah. we sort of imagined that as he and I and both sides of our sort of creative and business savvy coming together and so we um, sat there and went online and started an LLC and that was the beginning of Pencil and Paper Co and my husband and I working together um, and and that's really morphed, you know, so much over, I think it's been about 10 years at this point. And we worked together designing houses um, for the first couple of years. And it just ultimately morphed. Um, I think, you know, we also recognized, or I definitely recognized, <laughs> I needed to lead my own team, my own thing. I'm mm -hmm. really have a point of view about what I want to do and felt like, you know, my husband and I together we're, we're both leaders and uh -huh. um, that didn't make sense for us to be, you know, trying to tackle the same project. So he ultimately 
we separated um, the company and, and he now does a part of the company that is very focused on um, developing customer ex- experiences for distilleries. So oh. you know, the retail side and the architecture side and even the product development and marketing and rollout and, um, and a number of other sort of uh, development projects. And my side of the business morphed to you know, what I feel like I'm super passionate about. And and that is really what Pencil and Paper Co. is today, where, you know, I've taken all the things that I love, and that is, you know, developing product and bringing that to life and collaborations with brands that um, I'm passionate about, like, you know, an anthropology or print fresh or Dondolo, um, and really curating what we love and sort of this colorful and pattern filled and joyful life in a way that is very approachable to people um, and, and easy to become a part of it. So whether, you know, you're looking for that perfect dress or something for your home or how you entertain or, you know, the trip that you take, I love sharing that information. Um, I recognize that I love that connection with women and, and through sort of the beginning of pencil and paper coat, we had so many other, um, female entrepreneurs and women who, you know, were ready to sort of start their own thing, would reach out with questions and, um, and I found that I wanted to be able to share that information, but it was really hard to do that one-on-one at a, at a point. Um, there were just so many inquiries and we couldn't get to them all. So, you know, that was the beginning of, of PNP Creative Club coming to life in this forum to share information and connect women and um, learn from one another and, you know, meet up in person and, um, and sort of all of those things. And then, you know, ultimately, um, our PNP Happy Mailbox is another extension of wanting to celebrate female-owned brands and wanting to bring beautiful products into people's lives and um, and really just that connection. And so I feel like what we do now is really a media company um, and a connector of of women and celebration of um, of female creatives. And couldn't be more thrilled to get to do that every single day. No, I love that journey. And you know what I love too is like I I said before that I'm one of those people that like say yes and figure it out later. (laughs) But I think so many times people get stuck on like needing the degree of whether it's, you know, you had left college or like I know a lot with interior design, I I know to be considered technically an interior designer, you have to have a degree. But like just going after your I don't think that's actually true. I mean, is that not true anymore? You know, I think – I guess I like to break the rules a bit in some of those <laughs> aspects, but you know, we did interior design very successfully for several years, you know, and really learning from that visual merchandising sort of experience. So um, I, I don't think there are any absolute rules. I think it's certainly helpful. Yeah. Um, but I will say, you know, we did that and um, brought on, you know, CAD people and people that that had the technical skills that mm-hmm. we might need to bring something to life. But um, I, you know, I'm very much a believer if there's a will, there's a way. And yeah. so, um, you know, nothing should hold you back. So uh, I love that. <laughs> you know, I love just going after it and figuring it out. And yeah, if you're passionate about something, I think you can do anything. So yeah. yes. I love to hear that, you know, you're the same way too. 
So now what would you say has been your greatest marketing tool over all these years? Like, is it Instagram today? 100% Instagram. I feel like Instagram was a game changer um, for everyone um, Mm -hmm. in so many ways. You know, as I said, my career has transitioned, but the beginning of the evolution away from corporate America started with interiors. And um, it used to be that, that interior designers were... Um, you know, really beholden to magazines and magazine editors to publish them. And Instagram changed that. It really gave creatives and interior designers specifically a tool that very directly allowed you to get your work out there and connect with people. And um, for me, there still is nothing more powerful than Instagram. You know, every collaboration that we've done, every person that I have met, um, has been through Instagram. I will say, you know, Reese Witherspoon, I, I met her very sort of um, early in our move to Ma- Nashville, really through Instagram. Oh she God. reached out. Um, she had seen our work in a, in a book and, um, you know, she grew up in Nashville and reached out about a potential project. And, and that was really all through that connection of Instagram. So oh my gosh. I, I can't say enough. Um, you know, Instagram, you can directly uh, send a message to a brand or a person via DMs and chances are you're talking to that person. Mm-hmm. Um, so it really, you know, I think puts um, puts control uh, back in, in, you know, all of our hands to take ownership of what we want our career to be. Who do we want to work with? What are the opportunities? Um, they're all at our fingertips. That's so cool. Everyone that listens to the podcast, they know everyone's ultimate like dream collaboration or dream person if they're a designer to wear their things is Reese Witherspoon. Like whenever I ask that question, I would say 99% of the time everyone says her. So that's so great. Um, She she really is, um, you know, and so much we could talk about with Reese, but she's incredibly inspiring. And I think she's an example of watching somebody pivot careers, you know, have a point of view about um, wanting to sort of direct what their future looks like. Mm -hmm. And although, you know, Reese is obviously um, so known and so much love and passion around her acting, um, you know, she has formed an incredible incredibly, incredibly powerful media company, production yeah. company um, that has changed the name of the game for women. And and I find that so incredibly interesting. No, for sure. She's definitely an inspiration. So what would you say has been like your greatest challenge over the years or like something that still is challenging and tough today? <laughs> I, I would say, you know, anybody who owns their own business, a small business knows, um, that that into itself is, is challenging. You know, nobody, um, I teaches you that as a small business owner, you have every position possible at one time that you are a manager, you are human resources, you are hiring and recruiting, you are, you know, finances, you're everything. Um, and so, you know, although I recognize, um, that ultimately you grow and we've, we've been really fortunate to be able to bring in experts in those areas, you have to have your eyes on all of those things. And, um, and you know, the financial part and taxes and payroll are the least 
um, exciting part of what I do, but it's so important to have a lens um, to understand that. So, um, you know, the challenges of just running a small business. Um, I would say, you know, that you're thrown a curveball every single day. Yeah. Um, as soon as you have things, you know, running uh, at that sort of perfect um, stride, you know, something changes, somebody leaves for a different position, um, the business evolves, you know, there's so many things that are out of your control. And you've got to be able to sort of roll with that and evolve. Um, you know, so those are certainly uh, um, many of the challenges. But um, I think that's sort of just life, you know, in everything that we do, things are always changing and they're always challenges. And I think, um, for me, I used to let those things, um, feel really scary or personal when, you know, an employee moved on to a different position or, Mm -hmm. um, any of those things. And I think I have learned that that is part of business, um, and that, you know, things not going right or, um, things not going according to plan. That is just part of the day to day. And you have to get really comfortable, um, you know, with that and, and being able to sort of roll with that. And I am definitely a very type A. Um, and so that has been, you know, the greatest learning that there are things that are absolutely always will be out of your control, no matter how much you plan or, um, you know, how thoughtful you are, those things happen. Yeah. No, you always need a backup plan and yeah. then a backup plan for the backup plan. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so what are you most proud of? Or like, what's been a pinch me moment? Like something that really excited you? Was it like when Reese reached out to you? Was it that first magazine? Like, I think what, what's something yeah. you love? Yeah. It's, I think, you know, that's forever um, evolving, you know what I mean? There's yeah. a zillion moments in time to celebrate and that are are beyond thrilling. You know, every time I see somebody wearing a piece of clothing that we designed or using, you know, some, some fun pattern filled, you know, game or stationery from our anthropology collection or people that I, I admire, you know, popping up an Instagram wearing, um, you know, something of yours, that is so exciting and something yeah. to celebrate. So um, I find that incredibly joyful. I think, you know, knowing we get so many wonderfully kind notes um, from other women in in um, business and in our creative club and watching people that, that have been a part of that experience grow their businesses and be successful. That is unbelievably um, rewarding to see this sort of community that we've built. And, you know, you feel a little bit like you're a part of all of those little successes. So I, mm-hmm. I find that always so exciting. And um, the fact that I, you know, get to do something that I love every single day that, um, that I get to sort of drive, you know, the creative and what we're doing. I loved corporate America, but but you are making somebody else's business really successful and so important to learn those skills. Um, But I'm incredibly grateful that I did the scary thing and, and um, moved on to um, something that is more creatively driven, you know, by me and that I feel Mm -hmm. like I'm in charge of what my destiny is and that I celebrate every single day. 
No, that's, that's amazing. I love, I'm the same way. I love hearing, you know, other entrepreneurs collaborating and like watching other people's success. And that's part of the reason with this podcast, I love, you know, hearing about that entrepreneurship journey and watching it. So that's really cool. Yes. And I think like you, I'm very much a believer of, you know, women supporting women. I think we are so powerful together. Um, sharing information, you know, really um, cheering one another on. Um, I have a friend, Molly um, Fining, who is a wonderful serial entrepreneur, but but most importantly, she is um, a connector. She does, you know, every single day, although she's running um, two incredibly wonderful businesses, she is also cheering on every other, you know, woman in business that she knows or comes across. And um, that to me is an, is an inspiration every day. Yeah, for sure. So since this is the Preppy Podcast, I always ask everyone, what does Preppy mean to you? Like, how would you describe it in these modern times? What does it mean to you? You know, I I think Preppy, the first thing that comes to mind for me is like happy and joyful. I think color and really fun color combinations um, and fresh. And um, it just is such a sort of um, happy visual that I get. Um, and I, I think it means different things to different people. Um, but for me, it's it's definitely that very optimistic point of view. Um, and I embrace, you know, surrounding yourself with, with day-to-day things that bring you joy. So whether it's, you know, how you decorate your home or getting dressed in the morning or, um, you know, the the table that you set for a dinner party. I I think all of those things have the potential to make life feel more joyful. Mm -hmm. Um, and I am all about doing those things that are in our control that, that bring, um, happiness. Yeah, for sure. So since we're getting into the holiday season now, is there a holiday tradition that you have that you love? Or like, what do you love about the holidays? Oh, I I mean, I think it's, again, joy is a word that I love (laughs) um, all year round. But um, it's, you know, never more present than around the holidays. And I think there's a sense of family and um, and celebration and, 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 um, sort of pausing, I think, to do things, um, that make you really happy and make your family happy. And so, you know, I love, I I can't say I'm I'm one of those crazy people, but I love, 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 you know, to wrap presents. I love to decorate the tree. I love to collect vintage ornaments. I love, you know, finding the wrapping paper each year and ribbons. I love that whole process of discovery. Um, It just sort of feels uh, magical. So I certainly look forward to that every holiday season. Um, My husband is a wonderful, wonderful cook. And so we're sort of a nice tag team together of, of, you know, I love to set a beautiful table and he loves to make a delicious meal and to sort of experience that with with, um, those that you love. I love that. That's exactly like Will and I. He is the cook. I am the decorator, table <laughs> yep. setter, like present wrapper. <laughs> yep. Find your skill set and break it. <laughs> exactly. 
So now what's next for you? Like any sneak peeks of something you're working on that people can look Ooh, out we for? We have a lot of exciting things um, on the horizon, but I will say one of the most immediate and things that I can speak about is that we have a really exciting um, holiday collaboration with um, Neely and Chloe. Oh. And um, if you don't know them, go follow them right now. But um, sisters and- They were on the podcast, actually. Oh, wonderful. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I adore them and um, feel so fortunate to be able to collaborate with them. Um, we're bringing a really, really fun, you know, colorful pattern filled collection of travel pieces, the perfect garment bag that I have been um, on the hunt for forever. Um, Just so many wonderful little pieces in time for holidays. So I can't wait. That launches mid-November. We are also uh, have have, um, done a version of that with Neely and Chloe that will be available through Anthropology, which is super exciting. And we're hosting a really fun holiday party, all of us together um, in Philadelphia in December. So oh my gosh, wait, I have to go to that. I'm in yeah. Philly. Oh, okay. Well, perfect. We're fine. Yeah. We'll get to meet in person, but, um, you know, I think I love to work with, um, other brands that, that we feel connected to. And I, I love that sort of community. So to be able to bring that together with women that I admire so, so much fun. And I truly, I, adore the product that that we'll be launching. So um, can't wait to see that bring come to life. And then you probably being uh, in Philadelphia know the Print Fresh brand well yeah. um, also. So we um, have a, a little holiday collection coming out with them and a really exciting um, spring collection that we'll be launching with them. So that's just a little, a little sort of behind the curtains of a couple of things coming up, but we've got some really big things happening in 2022 uh, that we'll be able to um, announce uh, in the beginning of the year, but, but lots of fun things. And um, I feel like we're always evolving and, and um and trying lots of exciting things. So can't wait to share them. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. I'm so excited for that. So my final question is, where can people find you? Let them know like your website, URL, your social media handle so they can follow along and stay up to date with everything. Sure. Well, we love that. Um, really, everything is uh, daily. We're posting on Instagram at Pencil and Paper Co. Um, on Instagram, PencilandPaperCo.com um, is our blog and website. And again, you know, it's a wonderful resource. We literally um, are putting new content up every single day, and it's a really great shopping resource on the daily. Um, and then PNP Creative Club. Um, so under PNP Creative Club, there is an Instagram and a website as well, and it all integrates um, really beautifully with PNP. So you can find us in both of those places. Awesome. Well, this was so much fun. I loved learning more about you and your business. Oh, well, it was, um, it's always sort of a joyful hour when you can pause from your day-to-day commitments and talk to another really passionate um, female entrepreneur. So it was truly my pleasure. um, And I'm really so flattered that you thought of me. Thank you so much for listening to the Preppy Podcast. I hope this put a little prep in your step for the day. Please subscribe, rate, and review on wherever you listen to your podcast and follow along with at the Preppy Podcast on social media. 